Hey guys, I'm Bata. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Sip and Adventure podcast, where we dig into the different paths that people choose to go on in life. Today, we have someone super exciting joining us. At the age of 23, Natalie Barbu is a definition of a girl boss. She's a YouTuber, podcaster, and a business owner living in New York City. After graduating college with an industrial engineering degree, Natalie started working for a big consulting company in Charlotte, North Carolina. But she soon came to realize that she's able to make way more profit just by working for herself. Natalie's been making YouTube videos ever since she was in high school with content ranging from beauty and fashion hauls to life advice and day in the life vlogs. Over the years, she has accumulated close to 300,000 subscribers and has worked with numerous well-known brands such as Nordstrom, Lululemon, Neutrogena, and much more. Yeah, and not only that, Natalie also runs a weekly podcast called The Real Real Podcast where she showcases real people with real careers and talks to them not only about their highlight reel, but about their real reel. <laughs> as well as Natalie just started their her own consulting company, Barbu Agency, where she helps people grow their personal brand, starting a business, or better market themselves. So I've known Natalie personally for a few years now and have always looked up to her and her hunger for success. She's always hustling and continuously adding more projects under her sleeve. We are so beyond excited to talk to her today. So listen in because you do not want to miss out on the way Natalie chooses to sip and venture. Let's get into it. So hi, Natalie. We're super excited to have you join us at Sip and Venture today. Hi, I'm so excited to be on. Awesome. So we wanted to jump straight into this conversation by asking you, I know what a big part of what you do is your YouTube. So we wanted to know, how did you get into it? I started my YouTube channel when I was 15, so I was really young. I started it when YouTube was not really a thing. Like, there was, like, beauty gurus and stuff on YouTube, Uh but it was not a lot of people. Like, I have a picture of what my YouTube used to look like when I first started, and it's, like, an unrecognizable website. Like, I started so long ago. (laughs) It just, like, looks so different now. Um, But I just started because I was never one of those kids that, like, was involved in sports or clubs, and so, like, I was – I was really bored after school like all the time Mm -hmm. so Uh I was like oh well I like watching these makeup tutorials I feel like I can do them too even though I like didn't even wear makeup but I was like I can do it and then I just started (laughs) filming YouTube and from there I just really liked being able to interact with people online I felt Uh like getting like the likes and the comments I was like this is so cool people are watching I had like a giveaway for my first hundred subscribers like I was like so excited for anyone watching me and then I just continued doing it from there so it kind of started when I was bored by myself at 15 but really took off and it's like the best decision I've definitely ever made I feel like that's awesome so when did you realize that you can start making money from it probably in college so in high school I like was doing it on and off it wasn't that consistent and then in college I was like okay I'm seeing people, like, moving to L.A. and they're doing YouTube. I'm like, Mm -hmm. there's money involved in this. Like, I knew there was AdSense, but I wasn't sure about, like, sponsorships and stuff like that. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to start taking it seriously in college. So I started posting every single week. I started trying to have a more consistent schedule, like, talking to my users or talking to my subscribers a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I then started, like, getting emails about, like, brand deals and things like that. And I was so excited. But I, I had no idea, like, how much to charge. I was charging, like, 
$20 on things, you know, like, it was, like, wow. slowly, like, a lesser amount, <laughs> like, it was, like, oh, yeah, I'll do it for 20 bucks, like, whatever, like, I didn't even know how I was gonna get paid, um, and then once I got a manager, which was my junior year of college, I started realizing, like, okay, she can actually get me bigger brand deals, and, like, this can uh-huh. be a business, right, so, yeah, I think it was mainly in college when I realized it could be, but I probably didn't start making, like, actual money until, like, junior year of college. Do you remember the first brand that reached out to you? Oh, my gosh. I should. <laughs> uh, this That's so embarrassing that I don't. Um, what I about know the one biggest of, one? Yeah. One of the biggest ones was a movie. So it was – I. oh, my God, this is so, so bad. I don't even remember what movie it was. Um, <laughs> it was <laughs> – it was a movie and then my other biggest one was Neutrogena so I had one with like Neutrogena that was huge because I was like oh my god Neutrogena has been like a favorite brand of mine since I was in high school like it's Mm -hmm. crazy that they want to work with me um but yeah that's so bad that I don't remember the movie title (laughs) but it was like junior year of college so I forgot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so funny so I know you mentioned that you have an agent so how what was the process of getting an agent did it did the agent reach out to you and how many subscribers did you already have accumulated when that all happened yeah so I <clears throat> she actually reached out to me so I knew people had managers but I didn't really know how to find one I wasn't really looking either because I was like I still didn't really know what they did um uh-huh. and then she emailed me and was like hey I think we'd be a good fit working together let's jump on a call and I was like okay like sure so I jumped on a call and she kind of explained what she does which is just like find you brand deals negotiate your rates and then they take a cut from that and just like helping uh-huh. you grow and so honestly we had like a really great conversation and I was like okay sure like I'll sign with you whatever <laughs> like it wasn't I don't think there was any commitment on the contract it was like let's yeah. just see how how mm-hmm. we like each other so I I mean me and her to this day she's still <clears throat> my manager and she's like amazing she's really really cool really great at what she does um she le- she started her own business and is now like she took Aww. me with her like to manage mm-hmm. me there and I had around 70,000 subscribers I want to say okay. so under 100 but around 70 or 75 I think is what uh-huh. I had gotcha. yeah so obviously we know that YouTube itself is a huge time commitment how are you able to balance that during college yeah yes. how are you able to balance it yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, it was, it was hard, but it also wasn't because my, I really made my schedule, so, like, all my classes were in the morning, so I had, like, all afternoon to either do homework or Perfect. do YouTube. Mm-hmm. I sacrificed a lot of, like, my social life, honestly, so that I could mm-hmm. film and edit and turn things in on time when they were, like, if videos in on time or things like that. I think my YouTube wasn't as big as it is today, so, like, I didn't have as much commitment with it, but... I was still, like, I remember my senior year, I tried to do, like, daily vlogging, and I tried to upload a video every single day, you know, and, like, that was really Mm -hmm. hard with editing and filming, but I think Mm -hmm. it was really just, like, sacrificing social life, honestly, and, like, not going out as much, or, like, not hanging out with friends every night, and really just, like, making sure after class, like, I would get my homework done right away, and then I would, like, do YouTube right away, like, it was, like, a structure like that, and I'd, like, plan everything out on my planner, um, but it was definitely difficult, but I think because I, the way I structured my schedule, like, it made it easier. Uh-huh. Now, I know, like, a lot of people, when they start a YouTube, they're, they're very scared of, like, what everyone's gonna think, like, their friends, and especially, like, in, co- in high school, especially, I feel like it's not as much in college, mm-hmm. but in high school, everyone's like, I really want to start a YouTube channel, but I'm super scared of what my friends are gonna think. Were you, like, the same way? Were you scared oh, yeah. to share your channel, or did you, like, publicize it everywhere? 
Oh my god, no, I was so scared. I didn't share my channel. I created my YouTube when I was 15, and I didn't share it on social Uh media to anyone until I was, like, 18. So (laughs) I was doing it for three years without anyone knowing or, like, not wanting anyone to know. So when I was in high school, again, this was so long ago that Mm -hmm. it was weird. Like, no one even knew what it was. Like, people didn't watch YouTube. And so people were like, what are you doing? Like, talking to a camera. Like, this is so weird. And I didn't get, like, bullied or anything like that, but people would, like, make fun of, like, little things, you know? And, like, I was so sensitive back then that, like, anything someone said, I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm so embarrassed. Mm -hmm. So people would kind of, like, make fun of it and, like, think it was weird and, like, not understand what it was. Um, So I was, like, really nervous to publicize it because I was already in college when I was publicizing it, but I was like, Mm -hmm. we're in college now. If people actually care about what I'm doing, then that shows so much more on them. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, whatever, I'm just going to – I'm just gonna like start announcing it because I wasn't cross promoting anything so I was never like check out my new YouTube video I never mentioned my YouTube I always felt self-conscious like posting a selfie because I was like people are gonna think I'm like conceited if I'm like posting pictures of myself or I didn't want to do like fashion Instagrams because people would think it was weird and like because back then it wasn't cool yeah yeah it wasn't cool back then and then I remember um I remember just like being like I just need to start posting because who cares like people would find my Instagram from my YouTube and comment like oh my god I love your videos and I would delete the comments because I like didn't want people seeing like I was like so so embarrassed I was like I can't have people seeing that I have a YouTube because if people read those comments they're gonna be like what YouTube channel so I would like delete the comments that said that like it was like I like made sure people didn't know like it was a it was a big thing and then obviously people did and then they like made fun of me for it but like once we got to college I was like I'm just like I don't care you're just gonna do it we'll send it yeah yeah Yeah, so so when you entered college around how many subscribers did you have I think I had around 10,000 Okay. When I entered, yeah, ten or twelve thousand is like when I had entered college. Okay, that's really yeah. cool. Now, when yeah. you entered college, um, how did you decide what you wanted to major in? I know it it was a little different than it had yeah. nothing really to do with this. Yeah. So I majored in industrial engineering, which is definitely nothing to do with yeah. YouTube. But I think it was just because when I was going into college, I didn't think about YouTube as a job at all. Like honestly, I wasn't Absolutely. even doing it consistent consistently so it was Mm -hmm. like I don't like it was never ever a thought of mine that this could be a job like ever like I never thought that I could do this full-time so that never went into my decision making but I just I want I had like pressure from my parents to do like a good major good major that like was high paying (laughs) um and then I just wanted something stable and I liked math and I wanted to like challenge myself so I was like whatever I'll just do this and like I always wanted to start my own business one day Mm -hmm. and I knew industrial engineering was a good major for like starting a business I know it's like obviously you would think like oh major in business but I was just like I feel like both my parents were engineers and I know that oh they they were Mm -hmm. yeah so that like really influenced me so I was like okay I can do it too so then I just did that and I like always wanted to start my own business though once I like graduated, I like knew I didn't want to work for corporate for that long. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you did work for corporate going into yeah. that, right? Yeah. So, what was your first job out of college? And yeah, how did yeah. it go? So I worked for Accenture, which is a consulting company right out of college, and I did this. I mean, it was that was probably my dream corporate job. Like, I really liked the company. I liked that it was consulting, and it could like you could do a <clears> lot with it. Um, so I was happy I got that and I got it really early Uh on senior year, which was nice, but Mm -hmm. I just, it it definitely was nothing that I wanted to do. You know, like I was doing like tech stuff and like, it was pretty boring. It wasn't anything fun at all. I wasn't doing 
anything that I loved in it. Like, if I'm being yeah. honest, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was miserable. Like, it wasn't like, yeah. oh, my God, my job sucks. But, like, I had zero desire to do that. And I never, like, I would see where my manager was or, like, where people above me were in the company. And I was like, that is not what I want. Like, I don't yeah. want to grow in this company. So I really, really pushed hard to, like, do YouTube full-time because at this point I knew that I could do it. I just, like, financially was not there yet, but I knew that I could. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, like, go hard at this YouTube thing (laughs) next year so I can quit because I really, really wanted to quit my job and move to New York. So I was like, I'm just going to try as hard as I can. Hopefully I can make it. And then um, started a podcast and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, I, like, really want to quit. So that's kind of how that that started like having my job and then like really wanting to quit I remember watching one of your YouTube videos and you mentioned like back when you were still at work and you mentioned like or I think maybe it was when you quit your job and you mentioned something about how when you were at work you felt like there's so many other things that you could have been doing but you're just out there sitting and I couldn't relate more to that because like I'm (laughs) at a nine to five right now and like after watching that I was like wow like I couldn't relate more so did you feel like that can you like talk a little bit about that Yeah, I mean, so the thing about corporate is that not all of them are the same, but a lot of times, like, a traditional 9-to-5 job, it's, like, you get in at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m., and then you leave around 5 or 6, and, like, there's, even if you get your work done at 2, like, you're there until 5, you know, it's, like, you can't just pick up and leave whenever you're done with your work, so, like, there was a lot, a lot of slow days on my project where I was just, like, I'm done at, like, literally 11 a.m., like, before lunch, and I still have to be here, you know? So it was one of those where I was, like, I'm just, like, checking my email constantly, seeing what I can do, but, like, there's not that much I can do, but I can be doing so much stuff at home. Like, I had a video, do I had to film? I had to record a podcast, like, all this stuff. And I was, like, I can't do any of it, you know? Like, I would go downstairs for lunch during my lunch break and, like, just edit a video all day, and there was times when I would literally Uber home, film a video like film a part of a video that I needed and uber back to the office because it took too long to like walk to my car and then like go and then park and then walk back like ubering was quicker so I was like I just need to do it like it was just it was so unhealthy with how my work schedule was and like yeah Mm -hmm. I was just constantly being like I just need to go home to do all of this other stuff like I'm wasting so much time here and I just Mm -hmm. hated feeling that way so I know you just mentioned your podcast how did you get the idea to even start that I really just, like, started listening to – so I'm a very impulsive person. Like, I'll just say that. Like, I'm, like, super (laughs) impulsive. So I, like, started – yeah, I started listening to podcasts a week before. I was, like, I'm going to start a podcast. And then I really liked listening to them. And I was, like, I can do – like, I want to start one. This looks fun. And literally a week later, I, like, had the anchor and had, like, bought a microphone. And, like, I was, like, I'm doing it. (laughs) So I always just wanted to start a podcast because I was really – I really liked the interview style ones. And I was, like, I feel like I know a lot of cool people that I could interview. And jobs that aren't necessarily, like, that broadcast is kind of like how you guys are doing. Like, no – no mm-hmm. path is the right one and like I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to do that like with my friends and with people that I knew like how did they get to where they are today and yeah I was just like I I can do that like whatever so I just like bought a microphone and was like all right cool I'm gonna start a podcast and, you've been, and have you yeah and you've been consistent like ever since right how how yeah. long have you been doing it for now for um since last April so over a year already I think we just posted wow. our 64th episode Wow, that's great. That's so great. Yeah. Is it it difficult? How is it? Because I feel like the problem that we always face, we're like, we feel like we know all these people that we can interview. But at the same time, when it comes to like finding those people, it's like very difficult. You're like, oh, no, like, who else should I? 
reach out to yeah. you? How, like, is it difficult for you to, like, find new people, especially now that you're in this, like, 64 episodes? Yeah, it is because I don't want to be repetitive. You know, like, I don't want to have only influencers. I don't want to have only entrepreneurs. I don't yeah. want to only uh-huh. have whatever. And I think it's easy to get kind of sucked into just recording the same people or interviewing the same type of people. Like, I have had... Luckily, I have a lot of people that reach out to me that are like, can we be on your podcast? Can I be on your podcast? Which, that's nice. But so many of, like, the same type. Like, I've had so many, like, women coaches, like, female coaches that want to be on my podcast. And I'm like, I can't have all of you because then my podcast is only going to be a female coaching podcast. You're like, yeah. So it's, that's hard for me is, like, finding different people. You know, like, I can find a lot of YouTubers and just interview YouTubers. But, like, that's... Mm -hmm they're all I mean not that they're all the same but you know it's like the same the same career I, yeah. I want to do something different so for sure that has been the most difficult part for me yeah for sure so did you start your podcast kind of after you quit your nine-to-five going back to that I want to kind of know the decision I know you said you felt like it was very unhealthy like for you working so much in the way you were working um what exactly influenced you to just quit it and realize yeah. that hey maybe like I can be doing YouTube and podcasts and other things to support myself. Yeah, so I started my podcast like two months before I quit, but I knew I was going to quit, so that's why I started it, because I was like, Mm -hmm. I won't be at this job long. I knew I was quitting in like a month or two, so I was like, I'm just going to start this, and then like, it'll might be hard for the next month, like doing all three, but like, it'll be fine, you know? So I I did start the podcast before. I quit because I, I kept pushing it like back, so like, at first, I was like, okay, I'm going to quit in February when my lease is up. And then, like, the February of 2020, it would – or was it 2020? No, 20 – wait, 2019? Okay, yeah, sorry. 2019. Yeah. 2019. 2019. Yeah. No, I was think it was 2020. No, yeah, because I graduated – okay, sorry. I'm, like, thinking of – so my lease was going to end February 2020 because I signed, like, a really long lease. I think I signed, like, a 14-month 14 uh-huh. lease in Charlotte. And so I was like, okay, I'll quit in February when I when my lease is done and then I'll move to New York. And then I was like, uh-huh. okay, no, I'm going to quit in December because, like, the project that I was on at my company ended in December. So I was like, I'll quit once I'm done with the project. And then I was like, okay, uh, maybe I'll just wait till the one-year mark. So I'll quit in September. Like, I'll quit, like, once it hit one year. And I was like, I can't make it a year. I'm like, I'm quitting now. <laughs> so I, was, I just, like, made the decision to quit. I, I, like, took a bunch of PTO. And I was, like, once I came back from, like, my birthday trip and, like, I went to Coachella and I took, like, eight days PTO. And then I, like, quit once I came back. So oh. I was like, okay, I'm done. Um, but obviously I did not do was it like it that. Was it difficult? Like, it was good terms. Um, no, was, it were, I really wasn't hard. I was really nervous to actually have that conversation with my boss. Like, I, was yeah, really, yeah, I didn't yeah. know how to do that. I was like, do I, like, p- pull them into a room? Like, I have no idea, like, how to quit a job. Like, that was really scary for me. But they were super nice about it. I mean, we left on really, really great terms. So it was fine. But I just knew I could because I started financially making more than I was making at my corporate job. So I was like, I can do this. Like, it's not... For me, financial stability has always been a really big thing. Like, I've never mm-hmm. wanted to, like, yeah, sure. struggle financially. Like, that's even why I got my degree, you know? Like, I wanted to make sure I always had, like, a stable job. So I I knew once I, like, made more than I was making currently or, like, projected to make more than I was making currently, then I was like, I'm just going to quit because there's – like, I don't uh-huh. need this job anymore. So that was kind of, like, my decision and how I came up with that. Were your parents and friends supportive with that decision? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm very transparent. So, like, my parents knew everything. Like, they knew my whole financial situation. They knew how unhappy I was. They knew, they knew all of that. So, like, they were totally fine with it. They were mm-hmm. really okay with me quitting. My friends, I think, I think friends just don't understand. Like, they think, like, oh, my God, you're leaving this, like, good job, like, to do social media. Like, how are you going to survive? But I think people just yeah. don't understand the industry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. they were, like, supportive, but it was more like, okay, like, how are you going to make it? You know, <laughs> like, like, okay, good luck. <laughs> yeah, it was more mm-hmm. of, like, that sort of thing because I'm not as transparent, I guess, with my friends than I am my family. But, uh-huh. no, I mean, everyone was really supportive and, like, my subscribers I was That's really awesome. nervous about. But they were really supportive as well, so. That's awesome. So, did you quit and then move right away? Or, and, like, how did you decide yeah, what that influenced that's you? where you wanted to go? What influenced you to move to New York City? Yeah, I've always wanted to move to New York, like, forever. Like, since I was nine years old, I was like, I'm going to move to New York one day. So I've that's just been, like, my dream place to live forever. Um, and so I've always wanted to live there. But once I quit, I was like, okay, finally I can do it. So I found a subleaser for my apartment in Charlotte. And then I found a roommate here in um, New York. And it, like, lined up perfectly. And so then I moved in September. So I quit my job. I was done with my job in June, like June 1st. And then uh, uh-huh. September 1st, my lease started in New York. <clears throat> wow. So three months so, later. Yeah. I know you've lived in, like, L.A. for the summer. You lived in North Carolina pretty much all your life. And then now New York City. Do you feel like an environment, does it play a role in, like, your motivation and how, totally. you know, like, how is it different? Yeah. I mean, I just think New York is so go, 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 go. Like, it's very much that, like, hustle culture and, like, the Mm -hmm. energy here is just unlike Mm -hmm. any other city I've ever been in. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, literally unlike anything I have ever been in. I've never been more motivated being in a place than I am here. So, like, L.A. is so, like, laid back and chill. And then, like, North Carolina, it's just, like, where I grew up. So it's, like, I'm so used to it, you know? Yeah, I bet. But, I mean, I... Don't get me wrong, I loved Charlotte. Like, when I moved out and lived in an apartment in, like, a good area of Charlotte, like, in, like, the young area of Charlotte, I really, Mm -hmm. really liked it. But it's just obvious, like, I mean, there's nothing like New York for me, at least. Like, I just Did you you feel like it was, like, too slow for you? Because I feel like, like, in those places, New York and all that, like, the people there, like, themselves are super motivated, and it, like, kind of inspires you, especially, like, to me, like, and, like, Ashley, like, we feel like, you know, the people you surround yourself, that's, like, kind of, like, who you become, you know, you're the average of five closest people to you and feel like people there are like a little slower so did you feel like that when you moved to New York City that it was different oh yeah I mean people here are just so fast-paced and like they're very independent and no one cares about you in a good way it's like you can walk down the street like wearing whatever you want and you will not even get like a second look you know like I feel weird like wearing like a crop top in Charlotte you know I'm like oh people are looking at me this might be weird you know like but in New people York, there are like just you, too busy yeah yeah like you can do They're whatever you want yeah no one cares about you people I, I don't think people are rude at all at all like I know people say like New Yorkers are rude like I haven't really experienced that I think it's just more like to the point um but I don't know I just I think the energy here is just so different and like the people here are so much more motivating and like mm-hmm. they're all like people are all starting businesses here they're starting they understand like different industries they're non-judgmental so I like really like that about New York that's awesome so you said people are starting businesses around there in New York around you and you just recently started Barbu Agency which is really cool um how was the idea for it born 
I just like always okay so I I've always wanted to start my own business and I had an online store which you were a brand ambassador for which was so (laughs) nice and I closed that that because I realized that I my favorite part of the store was the like marketing part like I loved coming up with the marketing like creating the brand ambassador program creating like the (laughs) social posts like all of that was like my favorite and then the actual like shopping for the clothes and shipping things out and doing the actual like store stuff I was like I don't really love this that much so I was like okay this isn't worth my time anymore because I wasn't like it wasn't like oh making so much money like so successful that Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm just going to make a really hard decision to close it. So I was like, I feel like I could keep it going. But especially when I wanted to move, I was like, it's just yeah. not possible. <clears throat> so I closed the store and then I was like, but I loved that like marketing part of it. So yeah. I started doing consultations, which was always my original plan was to start with individual like one-on-one consultations because I felt like no one was doing that in the YouTube space or if they were they were charging like thousands of dollars for like a boot camp and like a course and whatever but it wasn't like influencers weren't doing it like it was like other people doing it but I didn't see actual like influencers doing it so Mm -hmm, I was like I feel like mm -hmm. I can help people out help people out with how to create a YouTube channel social media stuff whatever and then I want to reach brands like I want to show brands that I could do it with individuals and then kind of expand from individuals onto like brands and working with influencer marketing and like creating ad campaigns and marketing campaigns for like and marketing strategy for other like businesses Mm -hmm. so that was always my plan was to start with consultations and then go to the agency and it was all going to be under that so that's kind of how I came up with it was like honestly through the store realizing that I loved that part of it and Mm -hmm. that I could do that just with other people and like other people's businesses and so that's kind of how I came up with that. It was like, okay, I can kind of create my own agency. And it, it definitely is not easy, but I, like, really, really love it because I just, like, love all things, like, marketing and strategy like that. So right. what services do you currently offer for, so, for... Yeah, so I have – I do influencer marketing campaigns where I'm the one that finds the influencers. I'm the <clears> one <throat> that creates, like, a brand brief or, like, come up, coming up with a campaign – um, and like finding the influencers, working with them, creating influencer relations, all like help uh-huh. build a PR list. So like if a company has a product and they want to send it out to influencers as a gift, like I would be the one that like finds those people, um, puts like That's tells really them cool. like what to send out, like gets the addresses, whatever. Um, I'm also doing PR. So like if you're a business and you want to get on podcasts and like publications and social media accounts to like organically grow and just like get your name uh-huh. out there, like mm-hmm. I'm the one like pitching you to them. That's really cool. cool. Yeah, that's, like, the main services. Where do you see your agency going in the future, like, the next five years? I would love to have it actually grow, like, have an office in New York, like, have employees, have actual, like, big businesses and, like, like, that we represent and showing the campaigns that I worked on that were successful and, like, showing metrics like that. Because, like, in the beginning, it's just always hard to get people to trust you, you know? It's always hard to get people Mm -hmm. to, like, okay, let me trust you with this, but... I hope that in five years, like, it's actually, like, a big agency where, like, very, like, recognizable brands um, have worked with us. That's so awesome. Yeah. So that is, that's really cool that, like, you're Mm -hmm. able to, like, manage all these, like, little projects that you're working on. Not little, big projects, like YouTube, podcasts, and working for your agency, Um, and just in general, working for yourself. Uh, What would you say are some of the benefits for working for yourself that you've realized? Yeah, I think it's just the independence and, like, flexibility. Like, I can travel whenever I want to if, if I need, you know, like, I can, like, do whatever <laughs> I want because I don't have, like, I don't have to request time off or something. And, like, I 
can be like my like if I want to wake up later wake up early I can and everything I like that it's like on you like if I mess up it's on me it's not like on someone else yeah I do well it's Mm -hmm. on me it's not on someone else like I just like having that like independence and responsibility and I like yeah, things my way mm-hmm. yeah like I just like <laughs> yeah. like the way I edit the way I run things like I don't want to have to ask for permission for someone above me like I want to just be able to do yeah. it because it's my vision so like things like that it's just so nice having like flexibility and independence yeah and then coming off of that what would you say are some of the challenges yeah I mean challenges is like turning it off like you never really stop working because like everything especially when you're in social media it's like you're always on your phone you're always like I just I feel like I it's I can't separate like work from my life like it's like impossible for me so that can be hard I've definitely gotten better at balancing it but like it is hard because you feel like you have to document everything you feel like you have to constantly be on because like if you're not then you're wasting time because you're always going to have a set of things to do like you're never going to be like oh I have nothing to do like that's it like you always Mm -hmm. have a running list of things that you have to do so like at what point are you like yeah at what point do you just turn it off and be like no I'm not going to worry about it like I'll be answering an email at like 11 p.m or something if I get it because I'm like oh I can answer this or like I like editing videos like I'll edit a video at 10 p.m. at night and like not think twice about it but like that when a normal it's like there's job, no like turn off yeah yeah there's like no turn off like when other people at nine to five like they come back home yeah, at five usually just they're like, just like chill forget about it you know right right like, and then you like, can't forget about it and you there literally is no like on or off switch it's all on mm-hmm. that's crazy how do you like I just how do you like is there ever because I've noticed like a lot of youtubers like you sometimes like they make a video they're like I'm taking a break or I'm quitting YouTube and then they come back to after a month have mm-hmm. you ever like felt that way like it's just like too much uh honestly no I feel like I have now been like very very like I know what to post and what not to post I know what I I don't I've just been smarter about what to post and what not to post and like I <clears throat> don't open up as much as like I'm a very I'm very open but there's some things that, like, no one knows about me because I'm not sharing on YouTube, but, like, you don't know yeah. that you don't know it because I'm not sharing it type of thing where yeah. it's, like, mm-hmm. I've been good at, like, creating boundaries for myself with that because yeah. I think that it can be hard when you have, like, all these eyes on you and, like, all these expectations and voices. Like, I've, I've limited, like, reading comments and stuff, not because my comments are negative, but just because I'm, like, I don't need to constantly be hearing, like, other people's opinions about me, good or bad, like, Absolutely. at all times of the day. Like, that's just, like can't be healthy for anyone so I like limit the times Mm -hmm. I look at my phone with that or like if I'm hanging out with my boyfriend I'm like not on my phone at all you know like things like that like I've I've set boundaries which I think is important like from the beginning to like set for yourself absolutely and I feel Mm -hmm. like with that like creating those boundaries like it kind of like separates you like the work from your personal life which I think is really important and you've definitely done a good job with that Mm -hmm. yeah do you ever see yourself going back to the corporate world no I don't want to I mean (laughs) If it's answer. <laughs> like if it's up to me, no. If all of a sudden I lose everything or I don't not lose everything, but like things aren't going well, like yeah, I'm gonna go and use my degree and use my experience because like I need to live, you know. But mm-hmm. if it's up to me, if things go the way they're going now, no. I hope to be the corporate pe- <laughs> like corporation that people are working for. You know, like I want to be the person yes, people are yes. working for, not the <laughs> other way around. <laughs> yes, look at you. That's awesome. Now, how do you manage, I know you're doing so much all the time, and you're always, like, putting new projects on your sleeve, I swear, like, you're, like, every day, like, opening a new business, like, doing something else, what are the secrets of managing all of that without getting overwhelmed? 
I really, I mean, I like plan a lot. So like everything goes in my calendar. Like I think if you mm-hmm. need, if you're managing more than one thing, like you need a calendar, you know, you just need to put everything yeah. down in a calendar. You need to see everything laid out and see all your responsibilities so you can see like what's actually feasible for you. And also, I mean, like sending things out, like I have an intern for my agency and that has been the biggest help because she does so much for me. And like, yes, it's money spent, but it's such a good investment because you cannot do yeah. it all yourself. Or like, mm-hmm. um, I have someone that helps me like edit my podcast and I just asked if someone can edit my videos, you know, like I'm, I'm sending things out because it's like some things I don't need to do, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I'm Absolutely. editing my videos and stuff and I'm like, I'm spending like three, four hours editing a video that I don't need to spend these three, four hours editing. Like yeah. I can send this out and use those hours to actually do something that will help me more you know You're so right. so things like that's like be knowing when it's okay to like ask for help or like send things out to other people mm-hmm. is it hard to like balance like work and friendships and friends or just family time it is but again like kind of with those boundaries I've just been like I'm not going to use my phone when I'm here I don't really vlog with like my friends or family that much mm-hmm. so like I've been like good about that like I don't like shoving cameras in people's faces that they don't want if they yeah. don't want to or like I've been better about like not being on my phone or not being on social media like all the time when I'm with people so I think that that's been that's been good like if I know that I'm going home for a long time like I'll pre-film so that I can like have stuff still going up so just like planning ahead has been huge Mm -hmm. for me yeah so what advice would you have for somebody who's either looking to do something similar or just wanting to start their own business or just work for themselves yeah whatever that is yeah honestly to just like start you know like don't second guess yourself you don't need a business plan you don't need to like oh like so many people hold themselves back because they're like oh we're not ready yet like I don't have the right equipment or I don't have like I just need like a little more time or like it's just not a good time it's like just start and like learn as you go adjust as you go pivot as you go you're not gonna get it perfect right away but like Mm -hmm. you're never gonna get it right if you don't just start and do it so like if you have a business in mind start researching how to start that and like buy a domain and start building your website and start you know just like little by little just start doing it and then I think it just is easier like it's always harder when you're thinking about it but it's easier once you're actually like doing it that's Mm -hmm. so cool yeah you're right um what are the things you're hoping to accomplish like in the next five years I know we kind of touched that with like the barbie agency but what about like just in general like whether it's like your personal life or just yeah um I mean I would love to have (laughs) Yeah, I would love to have Barbie Agency to be, like, a big thing. I s- hopefully will still be in New York in five years. I, like, don't see myself leaving. And you are? Okay. Yeah, I really want to stay here. Like, I don't – I really love New York. I mean, I used to be like, oh, I don't want to raise kids here. But now I'm like – I mean, if I have the space for it, then, like, I <laughs> love the city. Like, I could totally see myself raising kids here. Um, uh-huh. So staying in New York, still doing what I'm doing, just, like, at a bigger scale, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to have, mm-hmm. like – an office with a podcast studio with like a like in New York where I can have people over and have clients over you know like things like that is my dream that is so cool cool. yeah I like that you're like planning everything and I feel like it helps like a lot of people don't realize like if you don't plan stuff if you're just like sitting here you're like yeah I wish yeah like like, it's just like those little steps that like get you to you know and you got to start somewhere like you mentioned Mm -hmm. right that's so like inspiring and 
every time I watch like your videos and like your podcast, like I just like leave off so inspired. I'm like, all right, I need to go start my own thing like right now. Like Ashley, let's go. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much, Natalie. Where can people find you, whether they want, like, a consultation or if they want to watch your YouTube videos or your podcast? Do you want to, like, shout yourself out a little and give yourself – where can people find you? Yeah, so YouTube is just Natalie Barbu. Honestly, everything is just Natalie Barbu. My website is nataliebarbu.com or barbuagency.com. They both lead you to the same place, so you can go to Mm -hmm. either. Um, and then also I have a Patreon. So if you want to learn more about like branding, personal, personal branding tips, social media tips, you can join my Patreon and it's only $3 a month. It's really inexpensive. And then if you want like the highest tier, which I recommend is $6 a month. So I tried Uh to make it like super affordable. That's so cool. I'm definitely going to look into the Patreon (laughs) myself. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, Well, thank you so much, Natalie, for making time. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. This is fun. Natalie is a hustler to say the least. Every time I talk to her, like just like I mentioned, or watch her videos or catch up on her podcast, I always feel super inspired and ready to take over the world. Yes, I totally agree. I feel like every time she talks, it's just so inspirational and really, it really just motivates you to like get out there and just start whatever you want to start yeah so hopefully this motivated you guys to go get out there and start your own business and work for yourselves because honestly natalie has definitely inspired me yes for sure you guys should definitely check out natalie's youtube channel by looking her up on natalie barbu and listen to her podcast which is the real real podcast which is spelled r-e-a-l-r-e-e-l so real 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 Also, if you're looking for some guidance in starting your own business or personal brand, such as tips on growing your Instagram or YouTube, then make sure you check out our website at www.nataliebarbu.com. Yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love you all so much, and we cannot wait to see you next Tuesday on Sip and Adventure.